Yo, what's good? Welcome to Counter Currents. I'm Petey Steele, your main host. Today, my main hostess is out again back in L.A. doing bigger shit than me. So, uh, you know, I had to go back into the um, sidecar, you know, and get my main homeboy, Haven Turnip Seed. Hey, hey. Come on through the laugh. Everybody knows the laugh. <laughs> Counter currents. What's happening? It's good, man. We're good. We're good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for coming through like last minute, you know? Mm-hmm. We just, uh. No worries. You know, I can always depend on this guy. He was there when I started. He even let me perform once. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are seven years later. Oh, man. It's, yeah. I was thinking about that earlier today when I was driving home thinking, man. Did it go that fast? Yeah. All that time. Yeah. The only way, yeah. only way I'd feel it went any faster is if I like had wasted all my time and wasn't like you know hadn't featured yet or done anything. <laughs> like, if I felt like a bum, then I'd really feel like it was ten times longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it goes fast, man. It just goes because when you look back, you're like, oh, that was that. I mean, look at where seven years ago, right? We were, we, shit, we would have been doing this in Arlington. Yeah. And now we're here in D.C. And the, the D.C. draft house has been here, what, three years now? Maybe four? Feels like three. Like, I think it was 2015 it got announced, and then 16 was when it, like, opened up. It's like, it's, honestly, it's like this this whole scene, right? Mm-hmm. It's like my, uh, like my family, like with my kids. We, right. Like, they're young. They're seven, five, and two, and then the oldest is 22, but we don't know life without them no that's how this comedy thing kind of feels it's like i life without it doesn't seem i forget yeah it i does, forget it know? doesn't feel real yeah i forget like how you look back it's like when you're creating it you and you're uh, walking down a path or something like that or you're in the forest and they say when you look back on the you're like oh wow that's a whole pathway or that's a whole i didn't realize that's what was going on as i was looking as i look back and what we're doing because we don't get we live in the moment. Right. That's comics. You right. know what I mean? We live in the moment. We go forward. We live in the moment. Rarely do we get to look back and archive and say, oh, this is what we've done. This is like a clip show. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? This is what's happened. Like you said, uh, when you were saying, if I hadn't featured, if you hadn't featured or if you hadn't done something that you would consider of note right. in the amount of time that right. you've been a right. performer. Yeah, then I'd you know, be a bum. I mean, I th- yeah, you're I not just an open mic. I'm being nice way. about it, but you're not just an open mic. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate that. I mean, the thing is, like, I've felt that way even about birthdays <laughs> since, like, my early to mid-20s. You mm-hmm. know, I was kind of like, what are we celebrating? Especially yeah. after I got sober. Like, we're not going to get <laughs> fucked up no more. So, like, yeah. I got to look back on the past year and say, all right, this was in service of some kind of goal. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. one of the only yeah. highs I yeah. have left yeah. in these days. I don't um, even remember my start date. I know it's, like, in March. I think it's coming up. Uh, but I forget... Cause I know people do their anniversaries, and I've been doing this and that. I do know it's been in about 10, 11 years, and I feel like it's been about 10, 11 years. I feel like I'm at that place now where I want to do more right. and say more and figure out the next steps to me. Yeah. You dig, you dig, you dig Yo, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally do because I don't think the next steps – I mean, I never really did, but I now I'm almost getting to the point where I'm sure the next steps going forth with comedy are not going to be the standard fare. Because I'm 37, I'm about mm-hmm. to be 38. Mm-hmm. I have a, you know, another job, a full time <laughs> thing, a mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. I have family in the area. Mm-hmm. Everybody's here pretty much. Um, so I'm not moving. I mm-hmm. know that mm-hmm. in terms of like going to New York or mm-hmm. anything. 
I do want to do the road, but really I got like vacation time for that. You know, <laughs> it's not like the road road where you like got a whole string of dates and cities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I have to do like, you know, I, luckily I get every other weekend is three days for mm-hmm. me and sometimes mm-hmm. four if there's like a federal holiday or something mm-hmm. like Two weekends ago, I went up to Hanover, PA, and did that Church of a uh, Satire. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what'd you think of that place? I love it. It was crazy, right? It was good. good. A church, a church for comedy. Yeah. Really cool. It's like a cool place to get to see where your stuff works. Yeah, a lady came through, seen the pews, and was like, Oh, I don't feel comfortable drinking in here, so I'm not going (laughs) to stick around. I'm like, left. It was crazy. They do have church pews. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great as an homage to comedy in that in that art form is our religion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Jim Bryan, who opened that place up, is a pretty cool dude, pretty funny. I think he just did his taping. Yeah, I was the feature for it. Oh, okay. For one night anyway. And okay. the next night, I guess he brought some other guy in or whatever. But Yeah. I mean, I, that town, like, yeah. okay, I had that day off. So I drove up kind of early. Yeah. Got there, I parked, and <laughs> I, I the meter was like a quarter for an hour and a half. Like, yeah. They haven't changed meters there <laughs> since like 1983. Yeah, but they go to like 9 o'clock though. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, I got to pay till 9 o'clock for this shit? <laughs> no, I didn't do, pay the whole zone. I, I, I chanced it. I was like, no way anyone works past like 4. <laughs> <laughs> Their best restaurant closes at like 2 and opens at 5 in the morning. Yeah. Right next to the club. I mean, it's a it's a really local. Yeah, place. I bought this watch there. At the oh, that's gold that. and silver place for fifty yeah. bucks from some guy with an AR fifteen behind a fucking uh, partition. You had to Dang. buzz to get in. And did you go to that arcade when you were there? No, I just went to. Uh, just I went, went to the, the church. Club. I went to the place across the street. It was like a uh, Sam spot. Yeah, yeah, no. And, and um, a place, a place. Oh, I went to a, a brewery. Mm. They walked me around to the brewery where we got some uh, crawlers. Mm. So that was cool. Um, and I think there was a place next door. So yeah. I, it was like maybe some kind of art place next door. Yeah, that's his wife's little like new agey thing or whatever. Oh, uh, okay. And then they had the kid in the back selling the knives and the swords. And yeah. Shit. You meet him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. A lot of um, places, though. But I guess to your point, when you were saying... Um, the non-traditional way. Yeah. With the internet mm-hmm. opening up the World Wide Web, opening right. up you to the world, something like this, I don't think you have to, excuse me, to the people listening, I'm eating at the same time. Yeah, no. But so I said to say, um, you, uh, it, I don't know if you have to take the same avenues. No, you By don't. going to like New York or LA. I do think, put it this way, it's like the NBA or like the NFL. Uh, there, there are teams everywhere, right? But mm-hmm. then there's certain places that are major markets because of what the other, other things that they provide. Yeah. But then there are places like Chicago, which is an advertising place also, right? Right, right But then right. as the Bulls got better, the city... Got huge. Well, more people go, oh, wow, I can move to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I don't have to move to places like that. And sure. D.C. is becoming one of those places for other things as well. Yeah. So as people move here for other things... And entertainment being something that we provide, it right. provides us opportunities here that other places get as well. So you can do like commercial work. You can do the different things that comics do to open yourself up to the masses and then get the weekend work. Yeah. You know, now that we have places like we're here in the DC Draft House, there's the DC Comedy Law. 
there's a, and I know like probably the other, the venues may not dig this, but for the scene in of itself to be able to sustain these places, sure. then that can prove that A, that the level of comedy is decent. As long as the level remains decent. Right. You dig what I'm saying? As long as it doesn't, Water it down. If the yeah. level remains up, and then you have the uh, improv, and you have like MGM doing things, and the Kennedy right. Center doing things, and then you have these other venues that people are utilizing when they come. But also homegrown talent now, right? Let's say it becomes a, not it becomes a a nest, a a a a cocoon. It's an incubator. A, yeah, yeah. I don't say that because those because that means like you have to go other places to actually be able to become a professional. Oh, okay. You dig Once what I'm saying? You're a butterfly, you got to fly. Right. Like, if you want to be, like, I want to be a professional comic, <laughs> right? Like, and I, and yeah. I, I don't have no, no bones about that. Okay. So you know comics who just stay in New York and stay in L.A. because that's what they do and they work those places and they do. Right. Now, if you break into film or whatever other opportunities it provides you, what mm-hmm. it, that's your goal and your... Of course, you have to be in those places to do those different kind of things. Sure. But as D.C. gets those things, like D.C. gets film and uh, the, the film... Uh, uh, DC art starts funding the film societies here, not societies, but the filmmakers here. Right. And then as the filmmakers start tapping the different artists, and then as they start tapping comedians because they need people in their movies or their films or their commercials, mm-hmm. that also gives us the boost because people go, "Oh, I seen that guy. Yeah, I can yeah. see that gal. Right. I should say guy, guy. I can see that person. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can see that. In the, you know, and I'm getting correct. Uh, my mind is crazy right now because you got to be in those places, uh-huh. where safe spaces, and I'm really, yeah, really, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you're making a concerted effort. Well, I, I am because you do. Because I'm I, I, right now with a lot of all this shit's going on with the you got the juicy and you got the this that and the third and the president. And everybody's all upset and everybody has even the racist upset. Like yo, hey, he pinned that on us and we didn't do yeah, it. Right. I'm like, yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah, here we go. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So in that, it's a volatile time. The, <laughs> the, the tens or the new sixties, I guess. <laughs> But as a comic, it's it for me. It's like it's really. Uh, well, I shouldn't say it as a comic. As a human being, I'm being aware of this, and I'm like, how do we incorporate this and use this and not be frightened by it? Yeah, you dig what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. DC is one of those places that allows for it because it fosters. It's now becoming like to me like a San Francisco. Hmm, that's you, interesting. As, as an art scene, yeah, you dig what I'm saying. Like as an art scene, it's fostering that that community where you go, okay, you can work and mm-hmm. have a, a full time job. That, right. Okay, we understand your artist as well because mm-hmm. these people that we look at throughout time and history, Bob Hope had a job before he became yeah. a full time comic. Yeah. You dig know, you know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah, everybody, man. everybody had gigs. Professional football players had jobs back in the day. Concrete yeah, I mean, so Charlie and them. You as know? you create an industry, it, fucking, it is what it is. And I don't have any. You know, no. I'm fortunate enough to work in a place yeah. where, uh, where it's like, okay, that's. Cool that that's a part of you. You don't mm-hmm. have to hide it. It ain't no ins and outs. Right. I don't have to go to a place like New York City was where you go. It's transit or L.A. where you go. I'm on, I'm doing this temp gig, doing something yeah. that I don't like to do something that I do like. Sure. I'm I am able to work at a place that fosters where I, I'm doing what I do, and after we have a scene that cultivates what I'm doing, what I do. So the synergy really for me makes it to where I go, hey, you know what? We, and yeah, we don't have to take those traditional roads because more roads are being created. Sure. And as more roads are being created, then more road, there are more roads to being traveled. That's right. And then it's like, it's not just having to be a road comic because you, you, you put yourself on the road to present your wares. It's mm-hmm. like people are calling you also going, hey, we, do- we saw that. Yeah, yeah. We dig that. It's only a matter of time before the talk shows, somebody goes, you know, I'm going to do one from here. Sure. 
a talk show from here. Wow. Yeah. You did, I mean, it's no, just, yeah, it's not far fetched. I just hadn't thought of it yet. That's crazy. People, and that's, well, it, why not? Oprah was in Chicago. Fuck yeah. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it, and that's just where Donahue. Where, he was Chicago. No, I think so. I feel like and he as was. long as you got access to the to. I think if you got access to yeah, major yeah, airports, yeah, you remember you do. the two live crew thing where they came and did the fucking face down ass up, and I think it's oh, in yeah. Chicago, Illinois. I believe it was Chicago because he had Farrakhan, <laughs> and then you have access to people because they do come. It's in New York and LA. You get access to those people mm-hmm. because they're there doing different things. But as DC becomes one of those places that more and more people come come to, which they can and do, yeah, you also have access to those things. Sure. Oh, Petey Green with right, DC. Right, right. Do something right. Let's D- bullshit, WDCA. Man. That's 1980. You know I mean? He won two Emmys. You know, what's the, uh, George Michael, Sports Machine. Yeah, the Sports Machine is <laughs> huge. He went to high school with my old man, St. Louis. <laughs> so, That's crazy. And then when you look at the news, and you look at the, the those, like Tony Perkins was a stand-up comic. He was on the news at Fox 5 forever. Mm-hmm. So it's not being a local. What's the, what's the, it's like being, and I've said this many a time. It's been homegrown. Yeah. If you grew up here, right, and then right. you went to DeMatha, and then yep. you actually went to Georgetown or yep. University of Maryland, University sure. of Virginia, and then somehow got drafted by the Wizards, should you be hey. Walt Dixon? Yeah. Yeah. You, you dig what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah you're and a local celeb. You not a local, around. you're homegrown. Well, you're homegrown. Because consider, when I say local, that, that word, it, that, that becomes one of those words that you can it's, use to it, minimize yeah. the art, minimize it, what somebody's It's diminutive. Doing. Exactly, and I don't consider myself a local. I consider myself based in. Right. So what's especially when you start working? Yeah, I guess I never saw it as an insult. I know? do because that, people that's use that. Go, oh, that's the locals. I just they personally, do it all the time. They go, oh, those are the locals. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, see, I'll when tell you go to school, yeah, in colleges or you go in the military, you go to places. Those are the locals. Those are the people who ain't you. You come to that town to do what? Do the work that they ain't doing. Let's see, be honest. Yeah, no, I mean they was like the yokels is the way I saw them. You know what I mean? Yep. I guess it's a semantics thing, but I yeah. guess being from here, I always felt like, all right, I'm a local in the greatest city in the fucking world. Who cares? That's <laughs> it. Where are you a local? You Imagine know? you work here. You grew up here. Uh, and then you work for the, and then you're a journalist, so you work for the Post. Yeah. You dig? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you on WJLA or whatever the fuck it is. <sighs> Come on. You know, or PGC. Yeah. Joe Claire story. You know what yeah. I mean? You kid from South, you're from D- DC. Yeah. And you're on the radio station you grew up listening, or, or uh, Danny Ruya. Yeah. You know what I mean? Great, good, good sure. people, good comments yeah. who work. I mean, I knew it was Mercer. getting serious. I don't know if you were born and bred here. When... I think Roger Mercer's from here originally. Yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah. I, you know, the thing is, when I was Tony on <laughs> the road, maybe like four years ago up in New Jersey, I remember meeting some kid who was starting out and he's saying, oh, you're from D.C., wow, like I'm trying to make the decision about the move. Mm-hmm. Do I go just over the puddle to New York or mm-hmm. do I go to L.A. or D.C.? And I said, wow, like, yeah. all right, we're in that thing now. That's yeah. good but for comedy because, I mean, yeah, plenty of people doing other things have always come here. And yeah, the locals like me, we, yeah. we don't always approve. But you know, hey, we respect that you want to be here because it's great. If the audience is good here, why don't I want somebody else to get all the fun of it? Mm-hmm. Sure. Especially if they like me too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's one thing if that if you're not received where you are. That's one thing. If you got to you go somewhere else to. And I do think you you know. But that's also travel does help. I'm not saying don't travel. I've already I've right. done a lot of those things. Yeah, me we've too. done a lot of those things sure. where you go like, okay, you got some 
view of the world mm -hmm. so your voice can be where it is because you have to plant your feet in order sure. to be able to share your voice. Yep. 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 You know, and it's just, to me, that's where it's just, to me, it's just about planting your feet. So wherever you choose to plant your feet, hell, you grow and the seeds grow and then, of course, other, you know, things pollinate and you get, of course, you, and then if it's a ball game like Jordan and stuff like that, right? You want to play in New York City, which is the greatest, you know, mm -hmm. city, one of the greatest cities in the world. Fuck yeah. But you also want to play in Tokyo, too. Yeah. You know, you want to play in Zimbabwe and, not, you know, the countries in uh, Soweto sure. and stuff like that. You know, you want sure. to play in uh, uh, L.A. You sure. do. Why not? Yeah. Like, not just in those arenas, but in those courts where the ball has come from in those places. Sure. So as a comic... To myself, I do that. You know, yeah. hey, where you go, you travel. Hey, can I get some burn? I know you went to Denver, got some burn. Mm -hmm. You know, I go to Atlanta, you get some burn. That's how you meet people. Yep. That's how you make the network. Network. And you find out people who are doing the exact same thing you're doing. Jason Williams is doing the exact same thing we're doing in Baltimore. Yeah. You know, flown this month, I think, might be in New York now. but he, Or maybe back in, in Chicago. But anyway, that's another comic who uh, is where they are. Yeah. And doing what they're doing, where they're from. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And yep. I, I don't think... It's like any other artist, man. When you take the art form seriously, you you can do that. Yeah, you know you can do that. Yeah, and you're gonna take the hits that come with it. Of whatever course. the hell that means. It means all kinds of things. You know what I mean? You could be from New York, and the Yankees be like, "Hey, we don't dig you," mm -hmm. but then the Mets might. Yeah. <laughs> no. You could be a Yankees fan. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know, I can, I'm a fan of certain things and certain teams and certain sports. But if the other team digs you, what do you do? You yeah. What's your base? Isn't that crazy? Like. I was talking to somebody about this the other day, how I've come to more and more of an understanding the longer I do this, that I don't get to pick my fans. Bro, ain't that some crazy shit? It, it, that's so fucked up, because you think, like, when you're getting in this, yeah, I just killed a set, and the people that are going to be my base will be, like, lumberjacks, corrupt cops, fucking... <laughs> Yeah. Whatever it yeah. is, whatever your wildest imagination, <laughs> yeah. and then they end up being people you never expect. Fucking scientists are like, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. nerdy types are like, you know. I, Total opposites of you. Yeah. Total things you would not be like. And that's the beauty of like laughter. It transcends all of that. You know, I was, uh, it's that, it's, a, it's one of those, I forget what you call it. It's a meme or something I saw. They said, beware of artists because they associate with all different types of people. Yeah. So when you start seeing that come back from you, like like being able to do Hanover and those people be like, I dig it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they would say both of us, all right, cool. That's something like, a, you know, that's the artsy town. And they don't even, and maybe they know it, maybe they don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those small towns that do that, they be like, oh, yeah, we get that. They liked we it, though. That. Like, I was kind of making fun of their town a little bit on yeah, stage, well, you know? I mean, that's what we do, right? Well, yeah, we do. But at the same time, you know, I think people do when they come here to D.C., so we can't be mad, right? Make fun of the locals. True, but, but sometimes, <laughs> like, I definitely was, like, sitting there on stage, like, listen, every fucking shop you have in this town <laughs> is, like, a discount for the next two shops. You come with a stamp ticket from the video arcade, you go to the puppy mill, get yeah. a three-legged dog or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> that, 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 that every place was advertised, and they, like, the, the economy, it's one of those, like, a rising tide lifts all ships, uh -huh. but, like, posted on the goddamn wall. Because if you don't look good, we don't look good. I mean, <laughs> just, I've never been to a club like that where they said, all right, 
We got this pizza place two blocks away, and we got a discount menu. Download the app, and we'll yeah. deliver yeah, your deliver shit over yeah, yeah, yeah. for a 10% discount. Yeah, I got the uh, shrimp hush puppies. Yeah, and, I, <laughs> and they were like, this is going to be great. And I was like, I don't know, but there's nowhere to fucking eat elsewhere, you know? Yeah, and yeah. then, so I ordered three pizzas, or three pieces of pie, thinking it was going to be some, like, you know, a little vaginal slice or whatever. And I just spent 10 bucks. <laughs> and they bring over this giant fucking box. And it's like three jumbo slices for three bucks. Plus a 25% like entertainment like discount for being jumbo? a comic. And the 10 for the app. Uh-huh. So I ended up getting these whole, you know. Oh, it was re- I got like a Malcolm X meal for like $5. <laughs> it's out of control. Hey, small towns. Small towns are great. Yeah, I love them. I, I didn't realize I didn't I didn't get to hang out in a town like that, so I didn't know they had that much uh, flair. But you go to places in this places in DC and Virginia that's like that. Yeah, in Maryland that are yeah. just like that. So, guys, love them. Yeah, that's how, that's how we have them. That's America, right? Yeah, no, it is. It's it's part of the pulse. Yeah, I mean, you got to do. I mean, that's what does it play in Peoria, right? Richard yeah, Pryor, yeah, King, that's right? where I'd like to go. He's from Peoria, so I got to visit his original is. whorehouse or whatever, <laughs> the one he grew up in. Yeah, that'd be a sight to see. That would be. Yeah, that would be. actually one comic I met out in L.A. Jeremy Paul is from there originally. And, really? Yeah, and he worked. He used to work with Wes Martin's. I think he was friends with him back in L.A. And really? Yeah, he's a character. He has some pictures of Peoria every now and then online. Woo! That looks. You know, looks I got rough. Yeah, it looks. It looks a little like Gary. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know. Mr. Turnipseed hails originally from the home of Michael Jackson and Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, Gary, Indiana, man. Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. I was looking at some... Uh, What's that from? Uh, Oklahoma? Music, music Man. Music Man, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah one yeah. of those musicals, because he says he's from Gary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think my mom and them played that in a play. And Edna, when the movie came out, they premiered it in Gary, Indiana, actually. Wow. It was one of those things. Very cool. Very cool. And what was, I mean... What was that like? I mean, compared what, to like, yeah, how does that does that impact your comedy any or not really? No, I think I mean it does help. I don't know. I really don't. I, that I can't say. I guess I get my sense of humor from the people I grew up around, and it's a. It was a. I mean, it's it's. How do I say Gary? Because I always talk about it. I was like, it was a steel town, right? You know, it was one of those towns that when the steel mills started closing and people started losing their jobs. It was one of the ones affected. Sure. Just like Pittsburgh, just like Braddock Cincinnati and, and Cleveland. All that, but then yeah. even more so, it was, you know, predominantly African American. Right. So, you know, black I, I grew up, you know, when they say I grew up around nothing but it was like a huge I grew up around nothing but black people. Mm-hmm. I mean as far as I know, like I met somebody white from Gary a few weeks ago and sure. I was shocked. It's a unicorn. Because the only mm. white people I knew from Gary proper was like my my grandmother, who was like my step grandmother. My granddad married a white woman. Okay. And my uncle and aunts, and then they were half white. Right. And there were a few splattered here and there, like white people. Like when we moved, we were gentrifiers. We moved to their neighborhood, and they moved away. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, white yeah. flight was that that shit happened. So like I remember we moved in, and there was the people we bought a house, and then the people across the street. A couple months later, they were gone. And mm-hmm. the same thing with people down the block, and then the black families moved in. So because. The, from the steel mill, they sent people to schools, and those people came back and became, you know, you know, doctors and lawyers or people who worked in the town. But as people lose their jobs, those people have to go other places, so those kids go elsewhere. So now, 
you don't have like my I don't I don't know many people from my generation that are left in Gary. Some are living in Chicago, some live in Indianapolis. Right. So that economic base mm-hmm. is not there. So you have a lot of empty homes. It's like like a lot of row houses like East Baltimore. So like you have sections of cities yeah. that are like that. That is almost a whole city as far as from what I can see in Gary. Because there's no there's not many people left there from what I can see. I'm not there to put my hand on the pulse of it. Which is the point. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I'm not there to spend my money in the neighborhood, right. then I'm not there to help the neighborhood get any better. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I happen to live here in D.C. and I live in Southeast and I have those things that I got from Gary. So, like, I grew up around retired revolutionaries and reverse military and, uh, and retired revolutionaries and militants who had joined the military. And I said retired revolutionaries and militants who had joined the military, you know, actual military and became militant afterwards. Right. And because of how they were treated when they came back home and then the jobs were gone and then the ga- mil- gangs, which were communities, you know, Black Panther groups became gangs. I got to see, I was a witness to all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was witness to groups forming and then being like, oh, that be was a positive thing at one point and then it's now a gang and degrading because they're community groups and everything unfolded. Like my stepdad was a you know a Black Panther and a follower of uh, 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 Fred Hampton who got sure. killed and stuff like that. And then you have El Rukin and the, you know uh, the disciples and the, uh, uh, East you know uh, like we were talking about that uh, East Side uh, the Gangster Nations and stuff like that. Yeah, East yeah, Side yeah. Disciples, Vice Lords, Vice and Lords and Disciples yeah. and stuff like that. So that gang culture that came out of that. Which you know, even, uh, or Latin Kings and stuff, before Bloods and Crips, as far as I knew, but that was happening in other areas. But that was all the degradation of when those black power groups got raided and the people got killed and sent to jail. Mm-hmm. Those are the first ones to get killed and sent to jail. And then now, who was left but the gangsters and the pimps and the survivors? Yeah. So now, you know, if you fall victim or prey. Mm-hmm. Like Biggie says, you either have a wicked jump shop or you slay clack rock, rock. Yep. you know, or you go to the library and you go to, you know, like I, my thing was books. Yeah. I happened to grow up Muslim, so I grew up in that community. So it was insular in that you had, I had male figures around sure. to help me. Now, was this Muslim like in a Y or like, uh, which no, no, no. This is just Sunni, Sunni? Sunni Islam. Okay. So it's Orthodox. Right. You know, Orthodox Muslim. And, and I, I hate to say that because, like, the you know, like the nation of Islam, it is. That's the nation of Islam. They they are the lost. The, the, it, when you go into the history of it, I can explain it, but it's hard. It's difficult to explain to someone who doesn't understand. But when you look at black folks in America who consider you know, who are the lost tribe mm-hmm. uh, of people in the world, when we talk about lost tribes, it's the black people in America who had everything taken away from them. All right. In order to have something else in doctrine and put upon them. So now when that happens, right, the nation mm-hmm. of Islam is born from that. So it's a nation formed of people who are practicing Islam. And I don't want to say it's not an orthodox thing. Right. It's just, and it is recognized, if I'm not mistaken, by other sects of Islam. Because there are other sects. There's Sunnis, there's Shias. Yeah. Uh, Baha'i is a form, but although uh, Baha'u'llah is a prophet, so it's, then there's also um, um, uh, so the different like there's over 99 names of Allah right if we, when we start getting right. into that yeah. so the 99 different versions of what once already was they came together under the banner of you know okay the Prophet Muhammad got us all understanding that Allah is the overall being sure. that we're all 
saying this up, but they still practice their family values, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no. So I say that to say we grew up Sunni, but I do know many Nation of Islam people because I was around us. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? But yeah. we grew up in the ones where it was just like, okay, you know, when it's uh, that's why you know I do you know keep my head covered. I was a practice of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, not uh, the Nation of Islam would shave their beards. We you know Sunnis grew your beards, out. but it wasn't like Aki. Like they talk about, which means brother, like from Philadelphia, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. We yeah, had, yeah, Aki. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, we had Arab people in our community. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like people from Saudi Arabia lived in Gary, Indiana, and taught us Arabic in order to speak that language mm-hmm. so that we could read mm-hmm. the Quran in the Arabic because that's what you're supposed to be able to do in order to get the true understanding of it. Right. So I grew up with people from Iran and people from. Iraq and you know Pakistan and different places just right there in the in the church mm-hmm. or in the mosque, um, and this is male and female and I knew you know people you know this is how they actually facilitated on the Mecca. I don't know if that was a, I don't know how they came to being in Gary. Now I'm thinking about it because that was like right around the time I was born. These people showed up. Hmm. That's just say when I was born, like when, when I my mother when my mother you know took shahada and became a Muslim. That's when. I became aware of these people. I don't know if they, but there was also Hebrews in, in Gary, black Hebrews. You know, what I'm oh, saying? Not, not the ones that you not see, not the Israelites, not the, not the exactly, not the Israelites, but the ones who actually practice Judaism and right. you know, synagogue, and because these are my cousins and stuff. Right now, and some of them actually went and actually moved over to Israel now, and those are the black Jews you see with like Whitney Houston and stuff yeah. like that. Like, oh, these are the people. So the when I shine. say that, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so all of this indoctrination is in Gary because you have Seventh-day Adventists, you have all of this. This is the kind of town Gary's in. It's heavy on religion and heavy on that because it had money. You dig what I'm saying? So what do you do with your money? You have church. So, of course, all of those things were built. You but know do you I mean? think, though, that a lot of times religion like that and a big diasporic thing comes from poverty as well? Well, yeah, it's easy to sell God to a person who ain't got no father. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's easy. I mean, as opposed to man. wealth. Yeah, because I mean, what, 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 or what, maybe people get wealthy and then they get fucking bored and they're like, "All right, we need something else." Well, fill well, this void. I don't know. A little bit. Of, I, it's probably both. I don't yeah. know. I do believe it's easy to sell it to somebody who doesn't have it. Right. Because they they they're looking for something they need. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. When you realize you have what you need, no matter how rich or how poor you are. If you have food, clothing, and shelter, which are the basic human needs, yeah. then you're pretty much doing all right. Now, how the food, clothing, and shelter come about you having it, you know, those are the harsh realities sometimes of life or sometimes the beautiful fortunes that we we have. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have parents who are just shitty. Sometimes we have parents who are great. Sure. That's just, is that That's the luck? That's the way life goes. It, it is. That is what it is. Sometimes it's not even a parent. Sometimes you're adopted. Sometimes it's a different family member. Sometimes you grow up and nobody takes care of you. You grow up in the system. That, mm-hmm. too, happens. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? So we we don't, in my mindset, because of all of these different things, we don't negate or or elevate one or the other. Right. It just is what it is. But it's easy to sell it to people who do negate or elevate. Mm-hmm. Because if I think, that I, and that's partially the American way, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it one didn't start that. Brinksmanship. It, right. It started off being as I'm as good as. Mm-hmm. You know, the king, not only, we're not subservient to the king. Right. We fall under nature, which means this God, we all fall under God's law, which means we're all born to live and will die. Yeah. The same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that being said, what I eat, why is it making you shit mm-hmm. without benefit to me in this country? 
Let's just say that's that's what the founding fathers were talking about. Mm-hmm. So now the people that have come from that, all of us, this algamation that we are, right? What do we do with it? It's do we question. elevate? Do we negate? Or do we do what we need to do so that we can maintain what we have? I like. Netflix and all mm-hmm. that good shit. Yeah. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Yeah, who doesn't? I, I got a cell phone and Apple Watch, but hey, also, I do like living on this planet. Yeah. So how do we do all of these different things? And I said that to say, because that brings us kind of back full circle when we're talking about DC. How do we do all of these different things and be right about it? Well, we're going to be right, you're going to be wrong, but we live in DC where all of this shit happens, right? It does. And which is the benefit of us living here is comics. We get to let people let that shit out. Right. So that's a part wow. of why I haven't moved because you keep keep bumping in and moving up and you see different people. When I say moving up, I, I do understand elevation in, in right. certain games. Growth. So growth. So you're like, oh shit, when you, and the tree grows, you can see more. You get more sunlight. Yeah. So like, oh, stop. And then, you know, your, your branch is growing. Like, oh, wow. I'm and Wow, I'm doing a show and this person is here. I'm doing a show and that person is here. Well, that person is and like, oh, I'm, I'm doing the right, you're doing right. the right thing in the right way in the right places. I will say this. I mean, my comedy has gotten better, I think, as I've grown as, like, a person, too. I mean, I, <laughs> I, no, I really, I, I know that sounds yeah, yeah. crazy. And, <laughs> or maybe you disagree. Maybe no, I agree, you're like, I agree. You're I like Peter Steele, piece of shit. No, no, I agree. I don't, fucking I don't podcast. Think you, no, he no, gave me a goddamn that. Rice Krispie treat <laughs> but that's a fucking the, uh, bottle of water. Well, that's what's supposed to happen, though, right? As you grow as an individual, you know, you get to, you get to the panoramic view change. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so when you're taking in more, right. you're able to deliver more, right? But I, but also, thing is, like, you go up on the stage, you get vulnerable, you make better jokes, yeah. But some of them fall flat, and then you look at response, and it becomes feedback, <laughs> and then you look at yourself. Sometimes you're like, is that a fucked up joke, or is that just me being fucked up? Maybe I'm letting too much, <laughs> too much truth out. No, or, or, or no. maybe it's a truth. But that's but, art, right? Well, it is art. But I'm saying though, it reflects the soul. I yeah. think, and I think sometimes it shines back on you, and maybe you're not pleased with what you yeah, see. Yeah, but that, that, that's art, and that's art, and that's growth. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you do the self. That's why the Van Goghs and them they do the self portraits. What do I look like? Right. I'm doing all I'm taking all this and doing all these other things, but what do I look yeah. like? Yeah. But it's at the end of the day, that is the riddle of the Sphinx, right? Man. Yeah. Know thyself. Right. But goddamn, <laughs> I never thought this was gonna happen from comedy. I thought I was just gonna go up, <laughs> tell some dick jokes, get funnier, <laughs> and that's it. And get See, paid. This, this is remember we talked about this before. This is quantum psychology. Yeah. This shit here, man, because literally you get into these places and you get into the theater of the mind. And as you, as a psych person, yeah, you're right. You get to see, is that me? Well, yeah, I, I, I said that. Mm-hmm. I did that. And that's the response I got. But it also becomes a way for you to, as an artist, and you're working on a craft, to be able to do something special, right? Which is what yeah. comedians get to do when we present ourselves to the world is special. That joke that you do, about the person who you know feels a certain way about themselves, you don't right. you really you don't care if they attend or not. I ain't never been with somebody that saw themselves on that level anyway. Right. I don't care if she, him, or they. Right. It's, it's brilliant. 
Oh, in okay. a time like this? Yeah, no. You know, in a, with a voice like yours, where people, I know what people are hearing. Yeah. We know what people are hearing. Yeah. They want to do the Dice Clay shit with yeah. you. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. They, do. they, like, yeah, they want to do, do the shit. Like, what, who is that? Who, who, what is Haywood? Yeah. Well, as I'm figuring it out myself, it goes, well, damn, I'm not going to let you tell me what I am, but you want to. Right. Well, I'm a human. Right. Right? Right. You too. So now you have expounded the thought of what a white single white heterosexual male is yeah which yeah. is what is needed because that's the person saying my voice isn't being heard mm-hmm. but here you go it shouldn't be fucker because you ain't got shit to say <laughs> <laughs> that's you talking yeah it's me <laughs> you know what i mean but then when you talk about your reality right yeah and then i go well damn okay and i hear like bill Burr do the same thing and i hear folks, i go through comedy i get to hear people Becoming better people. Yeah. You get to hear Patrice, people talk about how he's sexist and misogynistic and Patrice, but then you talk about he's going to marry his girl, you know, God bless the dead. Yeah. But you hear that growth in that man. Yes, you do. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. You, and then it's just like, like, uh, 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 this is the, so I get this, I, I, that's part of why I can say this is like church of, what was that place we went to? We're talking uh, about church it. Church of Santa. Santa. God damn. Church of Santa. <laughs> 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 that's because this is like, okay, religion, right? Yeah. It's how you relate to the spirit. This that's all it is. How you relate to this world that you live in. Right. You know what I mean. Be in this world, but not of it. So it's how you go out and share your stuff. But we're comics, man. There ain't no right, or wrong. I wasn't a class clown, but I was always a funny kid. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I was the dude who, you know, some funny things, and then eventually there was some moments where we were like, oh, that guy's pretty funny. And somehow I was always digging comedy. Yeah. And I was that Doug stand up. Just watched it. It was always whenever when it's on, you watch it. I see mm-hmm. it. Never knew about different places you could go until. Damn, you could see, I saw a sign. Right. Literally, for Shackleford's place. Oh, at the towpath. Wow. I walked past a sign, and if you want to do comedy, come in. It was like, huh. That If that ain't a sign, yeah. I don't know what it is. Uh, if a sign ain't, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Sometimes a sign's just a sign. Right. Pow. So now you talk about doing it a certain amount of time, right? I walked in, and then I walked around, and went, and I saw the improv. And I was like, I never saw this place in that light before. I didn't even realize. I've gone to see comedy since I've been in D.C., but why have I never going to the improv right. aside from a few times. I'm like, well, shit, I should be going to this place, right? Yeah. You start going and checking it out and doing things. And I'm like, please. But I realized it was going to be a long walk from the towpath <laughs> to the improv. Yes, it would but be. The day I finally got that call and made that walk, yep. when they started their open mic, right. I realized, I was like, I'm doing the right thing in the right place. Because that's all when Coop and I, when we used to do... Uh, with me, Coop, and uh, 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 it was Coop and Brad, Brad. Stink, a district comedy. Yeah. But you know, Coffee and I was all sitting together. It was like we would like to see the improv open up their doors. Sure, and they have to open mic comedy. Yeah, to open micers. You dig what I'm saying? They Fuck have an yeah. open mic once a month. That shit, and then they have now not just that they have the Kumites and all and, the, and the lounge, lounge shows. They and, never that lounge. I remember we rented that out, me and Pete Bergen, for two shows in John Conroy, early 2015. It's been there for a minute. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And we, were, I was like, shit. This is an untapped resource. We should start doing this it's only more. Like three fifty, I think, is what it is. Yeah. Something like that. And then you know, now it's just packed all the time. It's and there's now the DC draft house, and there's the comedy Love, and Big Hunter's doing what it. And it's like, so as you see these things grow, I'm wa- we're watching a forest. Be- it was like mm-hmm. watching. It had to be like what you see, like building America and those things. Like this yeah. is what it was like. You see a scene being built. Settlers. So when the scene is being built and these different places are opening up, I'm Merchants. like, well, shit. Tents. Yeah. This is a gold rush. Fuck yeah. And when you're at the you're at the forefront of it, you don't see it. Mm-mm. You can't see it. 
Because you're there. But then all of a sudden, when you look back, like, God damn, what are going to do with all this gold, all these jokes? Yeah. And then when we do these shows, like when I, we're fortunate enough to do the Kennedy Center, when other these places call, and then when the improv calls, and go, oh, you finally made that walk. You made, you that's made it. Walk. Now, what, now what's next? Right. What else do you want to do? Right. So then you find other. Now we're doing a podcast. Then uh, you know you get to. Uh, I, fortunate enough to. I was furloughed. Fortunate enough to write a opinion piece. I got a New York Times. Yeah, it was great. Uh, now I'm going to be able to write a city a piece for the city paper once a week. We're going to do something for a little while and see how that works. Okay. So it's like when's that starting? Uh, actually, I'm doing my first interview tomorrow, uh, and then hopefully it's in next week's paper uh, if I get everything done just right. I'm not a person who does that so right. I'm learning how to do all that right. so I gotta get it done so it should be in the next few weeks so nice. be checking for that yeah, I will you know be. what I'm saying so it's like so uh, and it's be a Sunday piece it's the only thing they'll be publishing on Sunday which is like dope yeah you dig what I'm saying yeah, so yeah. when I look at that kind of when that kind of stuff happens and it's just in the last few and then you know shit I got to do we got to do a commercial wound up on PBS and that was for the Democratic primaries and mm-hmm. we went Eiffel and uh, got to do uh, uh, a Commercial, I was on what, like a post office commercial, and then other things. Are, and I'm not, this is just me just talking about the things that I get to do. Yeah. We're fortunate enough to do. I don't talk about it much, but I'm like, these are, and then the podcast that we get to do yeah. with our friends, like uh, Three Guys Room, sure. which is as much as they talk shit, is a blowing up podcast. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it and is. And we're the sock puppets. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? One and two. Remember, we, <laughs> we was on the lot, we tried to sign our names on the list for the draft house yeah. and didn't get. Yeah. Hit. No. Oh, and now we're was... in the fucking green Whoa! room doing the podcast. <laughs> Crazy life is crazy. With rice crispy treats and decided water and shit wow. like that. I get to host a show every fucking Friday. Yep. You dig what I'm saying? Yep. And that, yo, until so I get sized and people be like, you know, are you ever going to move and do it? I don't know. Yeah. I, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to go do shows like Night Train and the, and the comedy at the net. Yeah. So when I get those calls, I'm able to do them. Yeah. Why? Because I'm able to do my shit right here. So when they call, yo, it hits there. That's and it. then I'm sitting in the car with Michael Chain a couple minutes before he, you know, talking to this cat, getting, soaking that knowledge up. And he's talking about, yo, Trump and them serious, <laughs> you uh, know? Uh. And then he's telling me, and then a week, a couple, a couple later, we're talking about, uh, in that moment, we're talking about, I was, I was like, yo, they're going to be doing an underground comedy festival. Next thing you know, he call up, and they do an underground comedy festival. So those are kind of things that, you know, that the rising tide raises all ships. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it ain't just about us. Right. It's about the scene getting better. And as the scene gets better, if it can support itself and not eat itself, yeah. And sustain itself. <laughs> it could be like what it was. Like I talked to the cast who were the older guard, who like the Chris Thomases, who was mm-hmm. the mayor, sure, who was on Rap mayor. City, and exactly. You yep. dig what I'm saying? Yep. And you talk to Tony Woods and stuff like that. And you talk to Kevin Anthony's, and you talk to Sylvia Tremors, and how Seinfelds, and then you meet Seinfelds. Like, oh yeah, I know those people. Me partner, so I know those folks. And they come down, and they yeah, I used to go down, and I'm like, well, shit. And we see the same thing, and people coming, well, shit. Yeah. What? Well, okay then. So we doing it right. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. We're doing it right. Yeah, like attracts like. And, and, and the places are blowing up. And yo, remember, uh, we not, we not, we might not like the team name, the Redskins, but goddamn it, they won championships. Yep. Three. So the Bullets. They won Boom. championships. You know what I'm saying? The Nationals will win championships. The Caps. Win, the Caps won a championship. And when, when you win chips, hey, the money falls. Fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yep. I want to be able to see the Capitol. And I'm sorry, it's right there on Capitol Hill. That's there. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be around that money. I, Wall Street is a wall that I'm not trying to walk on. I don't lie. I tried to build a bridge to it. We did. It was very cool. 
We, I used to work with a show uh, company we used to call Brooklyn Bridge Entertainment because you know we, we, only way to Wall Street is the Brooklyn Bridge. Right. And it was a great concept. It was a great thing that we used to do. Uh, and it only fell apart because we had jobs and we had businesses and we had lives. Comedy is something stand-up I can sustain by myself, which is you can sustain. It, it also sustains healthy competition. And if the scene keeps growing and it, the way it is, and folks like us stick around yep. so that it doesn't eat itself. Because this, this business will help you eat its young. Oh, yeah. But if the, it stays with the concept in mind that, you know what, we do this together. That's right. You know what I mean? Like the DC County Festival was talking about, we laugh together. Yep. We're just going, they're doing their thing. It's a good thing. Yep, I'm on They're going it. to be doing their thing. We got a show. We're doing our thing. It's fun. We laugh together. That's real. That's, that's right. real shit. That's right. You know what I mean? That's real. It's really real that you can, when you do it from a, I th- I'm just, and it's gonna. Who cares where everybody else is coming from? I can only take about where I'm coming from and taking from it. Also, because mm-hmm. you're gonna take something from it too. You know, you breathe this air, you're taking it in too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You breathing it out, you're taking it in. But dig it right in the Latin. The the word uh, 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 breath, breath intake is called is inspired, mm-hmm. which is the root word for inspiration. That's right. You dig? Yeah. So every breath is every breath is an inspiration, man. And we're around, I mean, we're inspired by one another when we're laughing, and I'm getting to see. You know, your peers grow and become and go on and do big, better things. And then also at the same time, be like, yo, you know what? You be big and bad yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. big up yourself. That's why I yeah. do love that term, big up, because big up yourself. You know, when you're giving thanks, remember, you too. You talked about thing. a bunch of things on this one today, right? So you go around the, the scene, the roots. You get to uh, uh, spirit and soul. But, yo, you are created in the image of the most high. And why shouldn't you be? There you go. <laughs> you know what I why mean? Why not? I don't Why care not? what what it is you practice. I don't care how you practice uh, it. We choose stand up. Yeah, that's it. That's what it's gonna be. You know, Killer Mike and him, they, he, I was listening to him and uh, they were talking. They like he chose hip hop. Yep. You know, people, I know people who chose the Christianity. I know people, it's whatever you choose to do to, to how you relate to whatever it is. Be great in what it is. Yeah, you dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Be great in it. You know, because the, the ones who are actually hating on it, they great at it. Yeah. They're great at hate. <laughs> they are great at it. Great They're great at stirring up shit. That's you know it. what I mean? So That's what it. is comedy? But our deflection against the bullshit. And I'm. A, why do I laugh so deep? Because I grew up in Guyana, and there was some deep pain in that motherfucker. It was. That's true. My dad was not only a crack seller, but a crack user. Yeah. You know, I watched him. I watched him hide from a... He worked at the record store, right? This record mm-hmm. store used to sell pipes. I didn't know at the time what pipes were for, but I watched him. <laughs> <laughs> like free base pipes. You know, sure. now I know what they are. I watched him hide from a child, him selling one to the mom, but he showed me in the process. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't think nothing of it. I'm probably pretty sure he didn't think nothing of it, but I, as I realized, like, that's cool that he didn't show the kid, but damn, he showed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. 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 I believe it. I stumbled in Gary one night coming back from college, taking... um. Was it I-65? And my yeah. car was just, my rental was running out of gas, and I just pulled in there, you know? Yeah. And I got to tell you, it was like that film Judgment Night. No, I'm, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, fucking yeah, around. And, but no, but it was fucked like, up. Especially about the dunes. Well, the dunes now is the National Park. <laughs> but that shit used to be like, yo, it's just lake, and it's like this old yeah. place. Because as stuff started closing down, like, I didn't get to see it in its heights. Yeah. So imagine, like, uh, imagine, like, during the furlough and all these places were closed, right? Imagine mm-hmm. that being permanent. Ugh. Yeah, imagine the fucking National Gallery being our, that building being closed permanently. 
DC has some buildings that are closed, but imagine you know certain buildings. But you're like, damn, that's a nice municipal. That's a building. Yep. But nobody had to, no 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 funds because there's nobody paying taxes. Yep. For that for those for those buildings to be supported. No stimulus, sure. You know what I mean? Sure, utilities are getting supported because people have to pay for certain things. Mm-hmm. But they're not. You know, those building funds are not there. So when you'll use private funds to, for for places like that. Those are public works. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. imagine those things are being closed, and that's what happened in Gary. A lot of that stuff was closed. Like I remember when they got a co- convention center. That was a big deal because you could bring people there. Right. You know what I mean? And Chris Brown went to, went there to perform and sold the place out. Generate economy. You gotta have something to bring so, in talent. So dig this, right? He sold the place out. Like and, for, I'm, and then wound up getting the city to Gary. Mm-hmm. So he got key to the city. I shouldn't say got to get in the city again. He got the key to the city again. So now this is somebody who people go, oh man, Chris Brown. Yeah, is he a negative individual? But look at what he did for that city. Yeah, you dig what I'm saying? Now he did. He did after this. This all that shit he did negative was after he got the key yeah. to the city. Right. He took that key saying? to the city and scratched Rihanna's car. And I'm fucking. He, he did. He did. He <laughs> you, know, you know what happened that day? She was like, "Yeah, you just Justin is winning everything tonight. You mm. <laughs> and he gonna win this pussy if you keep talking shit. That's right. <laughs> That's probably what you said. To him. He gonna win this pussy if you keep talking shit. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, fuck Justin Timberlake, nigga." Fuck Justin Timberlake. He did that shit for my medicine society. Fuck yeah. Kane, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so I said it to say, he winds up being somebody who, during, during his growth process, do some negative things. Right. That's the kind of city Gary is. You know, you give the key to the city to Chris Brown, who at the time when he was a kid was doing it right, but then blew up and became, blew up. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, damn, man. Really? That's what you're going to do? And then like, you know, that ain't cool. Nah, <laughs> nah. You know, take that key and unlock, you know, key Rihanna's car. You go use that and unlock the key to her heart, right? Use that to... Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> so we got some shows coming up here in the very near future. We want to plug them really quickly. Future, future shows. <laughs> shows from the future. That's it. Okay, good. Shows from the future. Sashir Zamata from UCB SNL on Pursuit of Sexiness, March 1st, 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock, as well as Saturday, March 2nd, uh, 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock as well here at the DC Draft House. Follow us at CounterCurrents or Currents DC on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram for a chance to win three free pairs of tickets to that show. Just like our page. Follow us, whatever it demands, and uh, you got a shot. Um, over there at the Arlington Cinema Draft House that very same weekend. Shows from the future. So, we have... Why isn't this not coming up? This is not good. Oh, Hal Sparks live at the Arlington Draft House Friday, March the 1st. That's going to be at 7.30 as well as 9 p.m. Uh, the next night. Oh, but it looks like there's only one show left. So 10 o'clock Friday, March 1st, and then Saturday, 7 and 9.30, March the 2nd. Uh, you know him from... Queer as folk. Queer as folk. E televisions talk soup. Dude, where's my car? Come on, it's gonna be fun. And the elevator scene and Spider Man too. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> what do you got coming up? Uh, of course, we have Attack of the Comics coming up here uh, every Friday, as we are. Uh, and then I got... Uh, when is this going up? Because February... This is going up tomorrow. Oh, for Wednesday. I'm in Baltimore. Wednesday's show? Wendy Towson show? Okay. Oh, oh, the uh, Ye Old Emerald Tavern? Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that place. Yeah, I'm doing that. Uh, that, that and I believe I'm doing Speechless here. Open up the show Speechless okay. on Thursday. Uh, and then uh, Wednesday, Friday... Wonderland Ballroom, doing a You Meet Them, Everybody. And I need to look at my calendar because I have more things going on. I just don't know what they are right now. Yeah. So, hey, hit me up at com, And as I add to my calendar, you will see uh, the same thing that I will see, what I have coming up. Oh, but yes, also check the com because uh, Washington City Paper, you will uh, see, be seeing the column by yours truly. Um, What's good? And that's a weekly thing? It's going to be a weekly thing. Uh, we're going to do it for a few weeks, see how it goes, see if there's a pretty good reception, if I know what I'm doing, or if I have a clue as to what they're asking. Um, but it should be good. It should be fun. So I got a couple of interviews lined up. Uh, of course, we'll get you in there because it's, it's going to be D.C. Oh, yeah. It's Let's going to be D.C. It. So we talk. Let's I mean, we're talking blast. to someone. I'm talking to they said they there's a wide net they gave. They yeah. like you can talk to you know anybody, everybody, but we want to keep it Sunday. Sure. And I was like, that's a cool vibe. You know what yeah. I mean? So I was like, all right. So I'm thinking in my mind, like Rockwellian, normal rock, normal Rockwell type okay. Saturday evening post. Sure, but then sure, he did sure. tackle whatever subjects that they were through his lens. Yeah. If, if you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So like when you see his painting of Ruby Bridges, you see the black girl with the police going to school. And this is timely because it's Black History Month. Uh, and then you see like nigger on the back wall. And mm. This is a normal Rockwell piece, right? And then that uh, people are like, wow, well, yeah, people don't want to see that. But he drew that. He did for people to see that. You know what I'm saying? And people like give him, and, and people are hard on other people, especially I have a friend, and she's a art lady. Uh huh. You know, she's a art. She's a doctor of art, whatever the fuck that. Is. So anyway, so the master said, of fine art. Oh, doctor. PhD, yeah, she's a doctor of art. Yeah, art yeah, history. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she wanted those. Uh, uh, my girl Christy. Uh, Chrissy's a Pella, but she's like a fine arts and Italian and professor at Chicago State and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. But we'd be talking about art and stuff. And like, she was like, oh, no, but he didn't. I said it to say, like, white people, y'all hard on y'all people just like we hard on our people. Yeah. You know what I mean? The ones who are. The John sure. Browns and the shit like that. Yeah. The ones, you know, oh, the yeah. ones who are like, yo, yo, you need your freedom. And this is why that motherfucker, why? Because that right. motherfucker's cheating you like, like this shit. and cheating you. Sure. But they're not just cheating you, they're cheating me. And it's better for both of us if we if both on those plays. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That kind. So, KRS one. Yeah. <laughs> if so, black and white didn't argue the most, yeah. truly see the government's fucking oh, them both. What? Fresh. All pawns in one big chest game. For 1990, you Shit, suckers. Uh, she'll be like, he uh, he could have put a painting some more black people in there, and I'm like, yeah, that's true. But yeah. then at the same time, you know, at least he ain't no motherfucking Charles Schultz and shit like that. <laughs> or, 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 or Dr. Seuss. Charles Schultz was just he crazy. The, he had one black guy. Yeah, he did, but on the other right? side Franklin? of the table. He, oh, oh. <laughs> he did get shit, beef about drawing about that. that, and he drew it anyway. So I, 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 I kid Charles Schultz. I just kid because of that Thanksgiving paint. Was the teacher supposed to be black and peanuts with the horn? I don't know. I don't know, but I know that like, when they saw Franklin, they appropriated jazz with that it. fucking teacher. <laughs> well, Tom, Tom and Jerry did, and Walt Disney did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh yeah. But yeah. Dr. Seuss used to like draw nigga, nigga, catch a nigga. Well, so. Paul Mooney would talk about that, and what was the Dumbo, the Magpies? Oh and God, shit. the fuck! I ain't, oh. oh man, I ain't never seen an elephant. That shit just used to be so funny to me when I was a kid. 
But then when I became, you know, as yeah, my yeah, militant, yeah. those ones I said, those right. militant uncles who went into the military, explained to me what that was right. and what that meant. Right. And as it became a lot less funny, you go, oh, that's why when I, it was a Paul Mooney types mm-hmm. that helped develop my sense of humor. Sure. So they telling me this shit at eight years old. Like, they showing me reading, I'm watching Reading Rainbow before I yep. go to school. But then they're also showing me Roots when I came home. Problem is, oh, wow. the same dude that's in Reading Rainbow is the same dude that's in Roots. And I'm like, what the Lamar fuck happens? Burton? Yeah, yeah, I don't know nothing God. about acting. I'm that's like, a hard square to circle uh, when you're circle to square. Yeah. If you're fucking, how old were you then? I'm like eight or nine years old. I'm a kid. <laughs> I'm like, that's an actor? Like, what does that mean? Like, what yeah. the fuck happened at eight hours I went to school? Yeah. <laughs> like, what happened yeah. in that book? He took a look in. That, right. like, I don't want to go back to school if that's what happens when I go to school. Yeah. Like, Ooh, And then Mr. Brady is mean. What the fuck is all this shit? <laughs> 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 and then Russ's uncle is dancing with a chicken. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, George, chicken George. Papas yeah. or whatever. Because yeah. when I saw Roots, it was in syndication. <laughs> so it came on every day, like on Channel USA 9, but it came on alongside, like the same time I'm watching Reading Rainbow and I'm watching uh, uh, Webster on Fridays and stuff like that. So it's just like. What is acting? Oh, that's what acting is. You play a role. Oh, okay. So then sometimes you see white people play a role if they like us. So that's what Marcos would be like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, they play a role (laughs) and they like you. So, you know, they they kind of crafted my militancy early. And then you go, and living in Indiana crafted, because Indiana is a very, very tough place to live. Around Gary is a, it's the democratic part of of a Republican state. Sure. So, you know, you have, like, white people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the Klan was founded in Indiana. Uh, it's very racist. You know what I mean? So, that being said, you you deal with that when you go out of town and shit, go places like Carmel, and you're like, oh, wow, this is a town that looks like Black to the Fu- Back Back to the Future. That's what mm-hmm. it looks like. But then, like, you get that certain treatment when you go in restaurants, and like, oh, shit, that's what it's like? Mm. Really? Damn. We're just, damn, really? No. Okay. You don't recognize it until you recognize it. Like that's what keeps people away from living there, even making a positive change in those places. Mm-hmm. But you got places like Fort Wayne and the college towns that are progressive. Yeah. So Indiana's a very strange place. It's a very like the much of America. A lot of people we 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 been taught to tolerate. We have not been taught to live with. Yeah, I think we take it for granted being in a city. Oh fuck times. yeah! And I then mean, you get out into these oh, dude, towns, yeah. and you're like, oh shit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but even when back. I go to all, you know, I go to all black places. Like, oh, you got to change up your set and be like, okay, I got to. How, how am I going to attack this? Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, people are used to people want what they want. They know and they know it's right. That's America, right? Yeah, that's America, Jack. So they're they're funnier than you. So I got to be funny. I did a show and I was like, man, they're gonna, you know, they put up everybody and the kitchen sink before I got there. And then they was like, now the guy we paying. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> I got to go be funny, and it's a different type of funny than I am when I'm all here on Friday night. Although I'm learning to incorporate all of that. Mm-hmm. That's what I think the beauty of living around here is. It get, when I realized, like, when she started making those trips to Baltimore. Right. And yeah. And started doing those places in between with, like, Chauffeur. I love those You know, places. started realizing there was a lot of Peoria's here. Yeah. A lot of places where you can do and see how your stuff plays. A lot of Elkton's. Yeah. A lot of Laurel's. Yeah, a lot of man. Fucking, uh... Harvard Grace or something like yeah. that. You'd be like, oh, shit. Does that hit? Doesn't that hit? Like, right. I'm going to do this style. This is going to be who... And we were already, like, who we were with our, vo- our right. vocal voices. Right. So trying to... I think what we have been trying to do uh, is incorporate into that not just our vocal voices, but our co- comedic 
sure. voice. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You dig what I'm saying? So as we incorporate into that, our comedic voice and our comedic words uh, and our comedic understanding, that I think has helped both you and I and a few other people that we know grow yeah. as human beings. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know. 100%. That's that's cool, right? Yeah, it's great. That's, that's, that's cool. That's when it's like, it's not just giving, it's giving me something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's giving me, it's getting, it's, 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 and I'm being able to learn something about myself. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm oh, learning yeah. also, you know, when people talk about having a seat at the table, it's also what you bring, what do you bring to it? That's right. You're going to you, have a seat, but you're not just going to sit. Yeah! Yeah, 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 because like they say that either, you know, <laughs> if you're not, you know, at the table, you're on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, I think that's a good title for this episode. <laughs> we want to uh, thank Mr. Haywood Turnipseed Jr. for coming through and gracing us as always. That was some deep shit. Um yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know all our information. You know where to find us. Whenever you need us, follow the Av. You know the path, cause we come from a land of aftermath. Oh, f- I'm fucking up Crooklyn. Ah. All right, y'all. Peace. <laughs> all right, guys.